What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 534th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. With me is Greg. Hello. I am back from the dentist, and it was bad. You have cavities bad or like... No, my teeth are fine, but they scraped and polished them and my mouth is unhappy and I don't like going to the dentist and it's like 40 minutes out of my... I paid them to torture my mouth, Uh which is like, why am I in this relationship? I feel like that's our relationship with Pokemon Go. Oh, I was going to say, because I sprained both my feet, I realized yesterday, I'm like, I haven't played Pokemon Go in almost three weeks now because I can't walk. There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, Will is not here, there but is. Co- Cody is here. <laughs> you guys thought you were rid of me. <laughs> it is not true. We never thought we were rid of you. Well, we some of the yeah, I don't know. But now There's that I'm on a that hoped, but now that I'm lose. on an episode with Steve, it's confirmed. It's official. I'm not a. I'm not a fever dream. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> it's official canon. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm here. I am going to the dentist on Friday, and I am excited. I don't fear the dentist. You think there's a dentist podcast? Oh, yes. Uh, 100%. (laughs) I'm going to look it up right now. It's the real tooth. I hate that name. Did you make that up just now? Oh, my gosh. You need to patent that. Okay, so here's the thing. We're recording this on uh, Wednesday because I'm headed to TwitchCon. So by the time this episode goes up, I'll probably be on a plane back from TwitchCon. Yeah, I've been traveling a lot, so I was like, we're just recorded early, and then don't have to worry about putting Will in charge. Will has a life. There's probably going to be Pokemon news. I'm, I'm, what, what happens is whenever we record early, there's going to be Pokemon news. There is, apparently. There is. <laughs> uh, as of us recording this, there's a new trailer supposed to drop tomorrow. So... um. If you're listening to this episode and you're like, why didn't they talk about the new trailer? It's because we recorded this the day before. Uh, but if you're listening to this and you want to hear my thoughts, I will probably still stream that like two minute trailer on Twitch. Probably talk about it for like 10 minutes and then throw that up on YouTube. So if you're listening to this right now and you want to know my thoughts on the trailer, that'll probably be up on YouTube by the time you're listening to this podcast. So uh, we do have some Pokemon nose new nose. Nose pass. We have some Pokemon <laughs> nose pass. We have some Pokemon <laughs> news to go through. Not a whole lot because, uh, again, I'm traveling, so we're going to try to keep the show to about an hour. Um, but we're going to start with some Pokemon Go news first, which we haven't even like talked about Pokemon Go in like two weeks, which I think goes in hand in hand with like Greg saying he's not playing because like I, Fashion Week happened, and then what was the week before that was like Psychic Week or something. Yeah, sure. Uh, I played a lot of Pokemon Go when I was in South Korea, and then I got back, and I was like, I am, I'm good. I'm all yep. right. It was wild, <laughs> because I literally, somebody had posted something, like, I saw a Daily Incense post on Twitter, and my brain went, oh, right, we used to play that game. Huh. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. I think that for the Fashion Week, they didn't do a very good job of highlighting the fact that a lot of these fashion Pokemon can now be shiny as well, like in their fashion forms, because I didn't hear, like, I didn't know until I started seeing people posting shiny fur fru. And then I was like, wait, wait, what? Like I <laughs> I should have been catching fur fru this whole time. Rather than just looking at it and being like, eh, I can't do anything with that. See, anymore. I had the, I had the opposite thought 
of like I've been traveling and I didn't have any furfuru because I deleted them all. And I was like, oh, I could be changing these furfuru no. forms while in the, the country. <laughs> oh man, I need to get that into because I'm I just figured out I'm gonna go to Japan in 2024 um for a conference. There's a International Congress of Entomology is in Kyoto Ooh. in 2024, and I just put it in a grant that I'm going to go. So um, I need to get as many furfuru as possible right they now. Got, they got my... different bugs over there? Yeah. Yeah. Lots they got a lot bugs. of different bugs over there. <laughs> it's a lot of different bugs. And they don't speak English either. No, there's so. this. that's why we all go with Latin. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh the, the first event here the soft pokemon go live.com get cosmic with our evolving stars event to be fair it's not that there wasn't anything to do in pokemon go for the last couple weeks there have been so they're moving from fashion week to evolving stars the story of lights the season of light story unfolds you can continue to follow cosmic story a new part of the season-long special research will unlock complete it to take another step on your adventure with cosmog Cosmoam will make its debut. Trainers will be able to evolve Cosmog into Cosmoam by using 25 Cosmog candy. Don't worry about evolving your only Cosmog. Rumor has it that you'll have an opportunity to encounter an additional Cosmog in the distant future. Uh, There will be a Mega Gyarados Raid Day from Saturday, uh, Saturday, October 8th. This will already be over by the time it goes up. Uh, from 2 to 5, Mega Gyarados will be more frequently in raids. You will get 5 bonus raid passes. You'll have an increased chance of getting Shiny Gyarados. I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm assuming that's like a 1 in 20, because like Mega Pokemon aren't 1 in 20. So I guess I guess that's probably what it means. Uh, more Pokemon appearing in the wild. Uh, people like lists. Here's your list. Kakuna, Pidgeotto, Poliwhirl, Kadabra, Haunter, Rhyhorn, Seedra, Scyther, Eevee, Swinub, Ralts, Duskull, Tynemo, Litwick, and Helioptile will be appearing more frequently in the wild. Why is it Kakuna, Pidgeotto, Poliwhirl, Kadabra, Haunter? None of these can be shinies. The ones bef- the previous forms can be. I don't know weird. what they're doing here. Um, I keep trying to uh, like somehow attach them to light, and I'm like, no, <laughs> that no. doesn't work either. <laughs> no, so they're like Gen One Pokemon are too boring, so let's give them middle forms finally, but not make them shiny. I mean Pidgeotto, if they're because they're um they're trying to draw attention to the fact that we do light pollution and that when we turn our lights on at night and leave our lights on at night, um, we are disrupting the migrations of I'm, I'm sure not other than that <laughs> sure not I don't understand. Of that. <laughs> other than that I don't understand this okay. hey Niantic hey, with Wiglet I, we now know that Niantic knows about science with convergent evolution and stuff like that and so I'm even though I hate Wiglet um, all here for the science but uh, Greg, I think Greg, you're covering it. up the fact that all birds were replaced by robots in the 1950s. Yeah. So they we did they just need to update the software and that will fix the light pollution migration issue. That would be awesome. That software update needs to get through. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about Helioptile here. I haven't had a lot of those. I mean, it's not shiny, but don't have a ton of those. Hasn't that been in the game before? Yeah, yeah it has. Been. This one. is the only new thing about this is is Cosmo, which 25 is really low. 
That's because they're going to charge you a big old hundred to get that to Sogalia or Lunala. Mm, Walk with that friend because you can't catch it. But also, like, <laughs> I mean, like, Cosmo does evolve into Sogaleo or Lunala, right? But aren't they not just going to stick those into raids at some point to get your yeah. dollars? Yeah. So is it even worth evolving? No. The Cosmo, you're probably better off keeping it as a Cosmog or a Cosmoam because they they said here they're giving us another one. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah. that's like behind like well, a four ninety nine. So the question is, is if if there's going to be like a time travel event, and that's what they're hinting at, like we're gonna like the next is the season of time, and then there's gonna be a whole thing about Celebi taking you in throughout time. Is that the distant future? Because it feels weird that they say in the distant future and not just in the future or is it that they're not going to put these in raids like this is going to be the only way to get them and the only that, that would be like niantic hates money yeah that's true yeah but <laughs> we know they but would they money. would they put uh cosmog in raids only like because they want you to do all this stuff to get to evolve them um i don't think they would put cosmog in raids because that would be easier to farm as like a solo player and they want people to or they make you do raids for ultra beasts and when you do the raids for ultra beasts you get cosmog candy as well that would require new programming that i don't think niantic is capable of that's not a copy and paste so cool Speaking uh, of raids, <laughs> uh, by the time this podcast goes up, Yvatal should be leaving raids. Xerneas uh, should be appearing in raids. Okay, I'm putting it out there. When Xerneas goes into raids, let me know because I do want a shiny Xerneas. I don't care about Bacon Bird, but I kind of like shiny Rainbow Deer. So just FYI, people. It. Hit me up. I haven't been playing Pokemon Go for a while, so you're going to need to like Twitter me or Instagram me Twitter or me. Slack me. Because <laughs> um, even if you send it to me in game, I will get it four minutes after it was over and completed. So yeah. don't trust Go to get me anything on time. Uh, obviously, we've covered this news before, but um, just a reminder Litwick Community Day is coming up uh, Saturday, October 15th from 2 to 5 local time. Litwick will appear more in the wild. You evolve Lampet into Chandelure. You will get the charge attack Poltergeist. Poltergeist? Poltergeist. Poltergeist. I'm like, you get got me really excited. It produces a new Pokemon and throws it at people. It's like when you see a chandelier in a house and you're like, oh, look at that chandelier. And you're like, oh, I got Pokemon on the brain. Oops. I would be terrified if it was a chandelier, though, because it's like, that thing's going to kill me. You get three times the catching XP. You get two times the catch candy. You get two times the uh, XL catch candy if you're 31 and higher. Lure modules will last three hours. Incense will last three hours. Snapshot for surprise. One additional special trade for a maximum of two during the day. Trades will be 50% less Stardust. Um, They are doing the four-star raid battles again where Lampet will appear in four-star raids. You can only join these using remote raid passes or premium raid pass. Oh, sorry, raid passes or premium raid pass. Remote raid passes cannot be used. And then, obviously, when you knock out the Lampet, uh, Litwick will appear in a 300-meter radius around the gym host that hosted the raid for 30 minutes. So you still have the same odds as a, as a shiny one. Uh, you just don't have the bonuses we talked about, so... 
no three times catch, no double candy, but still shininess. We did this at the Mall of America, Greg, and I know we talked about it a little bit, but the the Staravia, well, it was like yeah. it was Starly and Staravia, and I will say like uh, the privilege of being able to play at the Mall of America is, is number one, amazing place to play, but number two, like I actually did it where I focused on just catching, um, and like I didn't care about the like shiny, uh, I just wanted all the bonuses, and then when it ended, I was like, cool. Now I can like shiny hunt because I'm I was there for more than three hours. How I used to play when I didn't care about XP because I was like level forty and there was no reason to get XP. I would just I wouldn't catch anything. I would just tap. Is it shiny? No. Tap. Is it shiny? No. And I wasn't really getting any of the bonus stuff. I was I was a naive player, not thinking they would raise the level cap. I mean, we knew they would raise the level cap, but there still wasn't a whole lot of reason to do it. Yeah. Yeah. True. When we were done with uh, uh, Starly Community Day, I was like, oh, I only got like five shinies, which like some people are like, wow, five is a lot. Or some people are like, oh, five is nothing. After I was there for another hour doing when we did like what, like three Staravias or whatever. And I got like another five in that hour. But it was like cool because I didn't have to worry about like. I-, I was able to focus on like the, the whatever the bonus was, I think it was Stardust for Starly something. Of course, that requires a really good place to play, which Mall America does. Uh, but I, st- I don't know. There was a lot of people, like, the first one they did was bad, because, like, it didn't... The first one they did was bad. And now that these eggs pretty much pop pretty shortly after the event, within, like, five minutes, that's much better. And I still think this is... I guess it's better than nothing, which is probably not giving Niantic praise, but, like, again, if you can't make Community Day, and you and, like, two other people run to a gym down the street from your house, you have a mini community day for 30 minutes for, you know, your yeah. free raid pass. It's something. And it's it's a nod to at least trying to let people have an ounce of flexibility. Like, it definitely does not fix the problem that they created themselves, but it does at least allow people who can't necessarily make that time have a path forward and also it's weird because the mere fact that they do it sort of undermines the reason why they cut community day down to three minutes and it's like it's a whole array of mixed signals but what it does do is it gets people to the one thing i do say it does do that they want it to do is you have to be with people in your community to make this happen so despite how it undermines pretty much every other message they said about the, the community day change, it does do the one thing by saying you have to be together in the community to make this happen. I really, I'm excited for this, like, even just like from reading the, these event bonuses, because as someone who is still trying to level, like hasn't hit level cap, but I'm past 40. So it's like this interminable slog. Three times experience for catching Pokemon is pretty awesome, especially if you're hitting excellence. Um, that's, and especially if I like pop a lucky egg during this event, like if there's a ton, a, a moment where I have a bunch of stuff that I could possibly like evolve, um, and be catching these things as well and getting all of that extra experience. It's pretty awesome. And then also, since I know that my friends are also going to be playing during this time, might also be popping a, a lucky, popping a lucky egg. Um, there's, <laughs> there's like at least five different slackers that I am 
really close. Like I'm that one day away from oh, best friends yeah. or whatever. And I'm just like, every time we try and schedule it, I'm like, I'm not available during that entire, like I'm going to be in the field. I'm not going to have service. Like I can't do that. Um, but I know that they're going to be playing and, and a lot of them are, are luckily only an hour or two away um, time zone wise. And so they might also be playing like during this time. So um, that's really cool. Like when it was something like Stardust, I'm like, thanks. I don't per like personally, I don't really care since I'm not like into PVP and stuff. So I don't really need to like max out my Pokemon. I'm here for collection and collecting and um, leveling. And so I'm excited about that for sure. If you're in the UK, you could be uh, excited that a Pokemon bus is bringing Pikachu to Manchester's Tratford Center for a special treasure hunt art trail. I didn't see really anyone talking about this. <laughs> well, it's very highly specific to one area. It's really cool, though. So, yeah. Yeah. I read it. I was like, oh, this is really cool. I wish I lived there. So the Pokemon Company International has announced a partnership with the Trafford Center today. Uh, this um, is off secret. Maybe this is why no one's heard of it. It's off secretmanchester.com. In the form of an art trail called Pokemon Art Through the Ages, which will be exhibited in Manchester's shopping center, a special treasure hunt style event will take place this autumn through the Trafford Center where visitors will be able to discover the hidden art of 151 originally discovered Pokemon in the Kanta region. The Pokemon art uh, is available to visit between October 27th to November 13th and will showcase a wide variety of artistic techniques and styles across the ages, including cave paintings, stained glass, oil paintings for, fa uh, for families and fans to enjoy free of charge. Visitors who discover the 10 hidden oil paintings and unscramble the secret code. Is it just Mew? Is that just, is that what you're unscrambling? Yep. <laughs> uh, the uns unscramble the secret code to visit a game within Trafford Center to collect a double-sided limited edition poster at no cost uh, will be subject to availability. I don't know if game is as bad as GameStop, but I wonder if they'll like, hey, I finished my puzzle. Can I get my poster? And they're like, yeah, but uh, you need to pre-order Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> but uh, do part not of the puzzle to. is pre-ordering Scarlet and Violet. So the, act, the hidden hidden puzzle is uh, we'll take $5 <laughs> for the newest Call of Duty. Additional activities will be offered within a booklet. Visitors can complete at their own leisure and even more goodies up for grab, including a certificate. For finding all 151 Kanto Pokemon, fans will be able to hone their creativity skills at the uh, main stage area. There are special workshops designed for children ages 6 to 11. Guests who want a break from art hunting can meet Pikachu at scheduled times or watch Pokemon movies and episodes of the Pokemon animated series at the main stage. Uh, plus the following mysterious sightings from September 21st of Pikachu boarding a bus. Pikachu will make its way to the Trafford Center on the new Pokemon bus to celebrate the opening day. On So the they're saying the bus is only going to be here on October 17th. You know, I think the reason I pulled this news, even though it is to a specific area, I feel like this is how you do an event. Yeah. Like, you, you have, like, a treasure hunt. You got, like, a free poster. You have... Um, you have, like, the meet and greet with Pikachu. You have the special workshop to dump your kids at so you can do something else. You have <laughs> you have the movie stuff. Like, it seems really, really cool. And 
It kind of reminds me of when they did the mall tour for Black and White, where they really put a lot of effort in. And then, I, and then, like reading something like this, kind of makes me like slightly jaded for like something like uh, Safari Zone, where it's just like walk in a circle for six hours. Like, y- yeah, they had a Pikachu meet and greet, and they, there's no merch booth there. But like, why? Why does it seem like this little art thing has more thought and passion put behind it than like? A lot of stuff recently. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's just pandemic <laughs> stuff. Yeah, no, I think, I think a lot of it, like this, this type of opportunity allows for them to leverage, like possibly like local artists. Like if there was something like this in my state, even if it was a couple hour drive away where it's like local artists have been commissioned to do these paintings or stained glass or cave paintings or whatever throughout this mall come to this mall and spend a, a day and get like a certificate that said that you found them all. I would do that in a heartbeat. I'd make a day out of it. And yeah, sounds of course, good. Oh yeah. I would like, that would be super fun. Um, as like a, an adult that likes to go to museums, um, and see art. Like if it's something that, that is art plus Pokemon, love that. Um, and I think it's like, it's the, the way that this is different is that this doesn't, it's not money. Like, this isn't they're not you don't have to spend money to do this there's no like there's nothing that they that you put money towards there's not like a booth that's like spend money here like of course you spend money in the shops but if you're going it's it's just not a money grab in the way that like i feel like safari zones and things of course i've not i've not been to one so i know you can speak well to that steve but like there's just a lot of opportunity for you to put money into tcpi um, or Niantic or at those other events. I think if if you like lived in Seoul and mm-hmm. you liked Pokemon, it was a no brainer to go to Goyang to play in the Safari Zone. But because that park was so big and because mm-hmm. they had so much space and because you were technically there all day, it just felt like why isn't there more to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they only had music playing in the one section. So, like, as soon as you walked away from that, it was like, yeah, it's the rest of the park. But, like, it it almost felt like you were punished for walking around the lake because, like, everything around the lake was, like, there's no Pokemon themes. There was, like, no nothing to signify that you were there. And then you walked back around and you're like, all right, I'm back where all the people are, where the trading is happening, where the music is playing, where the Pikachus are dancing. It's just, like, this little area... Felt like one tenth of the park, and maybe it was like, well, you know, we want to preserve the, um, you know, we want you to look at this beautiful park, and it was a beautiful park, but also like, once you started that trek around that lake, you you were you were committed, <laughs> like, <laughs> you're on it. So it kind of felt like there should have been like a kind of like a pit stop on the other side, or just you know something more to do. Um, and I, I, again, it could just be because be because I went to like the world championship and there was a million things to do there too. Um, and a lot of that stuff was like free or didn't need a ticket. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a little like the small tour seems like there's well, not tour, but this small event seems like there's so much to do for like this two week period at this mall. And I mean, I'm sure the mall is is very happy to host this because I'm sure it brings in a lot of money for them 
there there's obviously even though there's no credit or no 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 money to do this somebody's making money mm-hmm. you get you get people in those mall that mall somebody's making money um but it's also, also i'm sure it's you know, good it's good for advertising right mm-hmm. like they have a game coming out shortly after this ends mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure that game i wonder if that I don't know where this mall is specifically, but I wonder if if this mall is the one that gets a million pre-orders for Scarlet and Violet because they're pushing people this way. I mean, it's in Manchester. I don't. That I don't know. Nothing. Did I go to Manchester <laughs> when I was in? I don't know where I went. I don't think you did. Did you leave London? Ah, uh, L- London's b- big. I went to the yeah. eye of the the like the Ferris wheel thing. Is that still technically London? No, because Manchester is very far north of London. Oh, so okay, you okay, didn't okay. Leave London, you like didn't a, go to Manchester. It's not a suburb. It's like a whole whole <laughs> oh, different okay, okay. whole. It's a whole another town. I will note uh, here in this. So in the in the article, it says October twenty seventh to thirteenth. That's actually a typo. Um, in the picture, it says October seventeenth to November thirteenth. Yeah, I would trust the picture. And they also say that. Oh, if the yeah, bus I see the type of what you're talking about. If the bus is there on the opening day on October 17th, October 17th. then that yeah, yeah, original yeah. is a typo. So just like 17th through 13th. So it's not just almost two a weeks. Month. It's a, it's almost a whole it's month. It's almost a month, so. yeah. But yeah, it seems, I, I agree. I get what you're saying. Like, it seems like there's more thought and more effort put into this um, type of event or like more. Yeah, more more effort and thought put into this than a one day event where you'd think they put like all their cookies in one basket of like a bunch of people are coming here for this thing, let's do a lot, and then there's not even. Yeah, but I mean, we're, we're comparing <laughs> Niantic Safari Zone to a whole Pokemon Company's media event, right? Mm-hmm. Like. I highly doubt Niantic gets like a discretionary budget from yeah. the Pokemon Company. International, they have to pay out of their own budgets, and they're a big company, but they are n- they are not money deep like well, the Pokemon. Go Yang couldn't even afford Eevee. It was it was just a Pikachu meet and greet. There, yeah, there was, want, there was no Eevee. I want halfway around that lake. I want people dressed in water Pokemon outfits, handing out water. <laughs> <laughs> I want go. to get a. I want the squirrel oh, squad. Now that you said that there was yeah. no water stations. Although that could they just don't be like care a, about you. Yeah, <laughs> no. It's, uh, if I see people COVID stuff. dressed up as water Pokemon, hand me water. I'm going to assume that they spit that water out of their mouths into it because that's how <laughs> water gun works in the anime. And I'd be looking at that water a second the entire time. Like <laughs> I don't know where this came from. But you need it in your body. Okay. <laughs> VGC update here. Uh, I'll squeeze in a little bit of news before we take a break because I think the next article is going to take more than 10 minutes. Uh, series 14 is going to start on November 1st. Uh, series 13 is running right now. It's Series 13 is the same rules uh, as last season, which is like whatever you want. You want Victini and Magirna and Zarud on a team. I don't know why. You'd probably ought to lose with those three. Uh, but you can do that. Uh, series 14, which will start November 1st, uh, will return to two restricted Pokemon, no mythical. Um, so if, if you 
Remember the World Championships, the two restricteds that won were Shadow Calyrex and Zacian, and then the other ones that were very dominant was uh, Kyogre, Groudon, um, Palkia, uh, what was the other one? Um, the, the, the Ice Rider Calyrex uh, also. So those, those Pokemon very dominant, Zacian being incredibly dominant, of course. Uh, so this is like the normal, you know, what, what World Championships rules were. It's returning to that on November 1st, so you can enjoy that for the 18 days before Scarlet and Violet if you were sick of the mythical format, which it didn't sound like a lot of people were thrilled with the mythical format. I remember asking uh, 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 my friend Joe, he's like a really, he's like a top player, um, qualified for Worlds, made made it to day two of worlds which is incredibly impressive and i remember being like hey i i really want to try series 13 or 12 or whatever it was with the mythical pokemon i was like can you send me like two rental teams and he sent me two teams and neither of the teams had mythical pokemon on it and i was like oh i meant like the the new like the new mythical format i was like i wanted to try that and he was like these are the best teams in this current format (laughs) (laughs) and i was like oh Oh, well, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, oh, the be- okay, that makes sense. Like, yeah, uh, all the mythicals are bad, I understand. <laughs> Did it have a Warizard, though? No Warizard. No, yeah, no Warizard. <laughs> Come on. What about Wagonite? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Did you see that picture? I did, I did see that. It was very good. Oh, my gosh. Boo. Okay. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we got some Pokemon licensing stuff, uh, Pokemon eBay thing, uh, and uh, our question of the week. So we will be right back. And we are back from our break. So I don't know if y'all remember, uh, but there was a really weird Pokemon Go slash long, long chomp. Long champ, yeah, yep. tie-in <laughs> that they did for the very. I think it was when they first introduced fur fruit. It was like the original Fashion Week. It was like yeah, yeah, yeah. two years ago. And these long champ, sorry, I know it's French. I'm probably saying it wrong. I long chomp, long chomp, long chomp. These, these oui, purses, oui. these bags were like eight hundred dollars, and they were like black oui. and white, and they had like Pikachu on them. They look really great. Yeah, I'm not in the market for a purse, but I'm sure. At least half of our listeners are in the market for a purse. Purses are for everybody. Sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I have just enough bags in my life that I don't need an $800 you are, long champ purse. You are a sling liker. I do like the slings, yes. Slings are in right now. Mm. <laughs> it's like saying fanny packs are in right now. They were never in. They never will be in. People Nobody just wear them it. and try to tell everybody these are in right now. They're not. Slings are in right now. So, anyways, there was there was that collaboration. There's been a ton of collaborations since, right? There there was the 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 BBC, not to be confused with the right. news billionaire brand. boys club, billionaires boy club. They did actually send me a shirt. They sent me that fifty dollar Mewtwo shirt. Um, what? Ooh. They did. I I haven't even opened it yet, but I was like, oh, what? this is this is. I I feel weird wearing a fifty dollar shirt. I feel like it's you, you frame it or something. Uh, Pharrell, what cheap clothing are you buying? <laughs> I was gonna say, uh... fifty dollar shirt is not a lot. It is a lot. It's high quality. Are you out of your mind? I could go to Target and get a three pack of T shirts for like seven ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, well, 
FYI, podcast listeners, do not ever go to sleep for fashion advice. <laughs> Though that, that hoodie is pretty awesome that you're wearing right now. That's true. I got the mod hoodie on. Um, so there has been a lot of collaboration since. This is off fashionunited.com. Okay, I gotta, before we get too far into it, I wanted to state what my absolute favorite part of this, and it's right at the top. Can you guess? Right at the top. Uh, yep. the, it says by sponsor. It says advertorial by sponsor. <laughs> so it's admitting it's an editorial and an advertisement right there by unknown sponsor. This is the greatest article that writer and title I've ever read in my life. You know, I've never heard of fashionunited.com, but I'm sure they have their finger on the pulse. They do. Especially since this is August 24th, and we're just getting to it now. Yeah, again, like, I feel, I felt like I pulled a lot of articles that, like, no one actually talked about because it wasn't about tree texture in a video game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the, the Pokemon community hyper-focuses on some really specific stuff and ignores everything else. I think this stuff is interesting, though. It's titled, How Pokemon Forges Successful Licensing Partnerships. Um, From the trading card games and the video games to fashion collaborations, the Pokemon universe is continuing to evolve, and instantly recognizable characters such as Pikachu and Jigglypuff uh, have made it one of the most powerful brands in the world of licensing. I'm going to pause here, and as, as we talked about before... Pokemon does not make its money from video games. It does. It does make some money. I mean, from it makes video some. Games. Like it's uh, not like it's a net loss. <laughs> I believe it's close to about sixty-five percent of all its money comes from merchandise, and about twenty percent of its money comes from video games. And then, like ten percent is like TCG stuff, and the rest is like movies and anime and all that stuff. As a leading global entertainment brand, Pokemon has a remarkably diverse, I've said that weird, fan base spanning several generations from kids to adults of all ages to expand its reach and engage with all its fans. The franchise has grown with licensing and collaborations to create new encounters with Pokemon. In 2021, the Pokemon company celebrated its 25th anniversary and marked one of its most successful years to date, ranking fifth. In the top 150 global licensors report, showcasing the most powerful brand licensing programs at retail from 2021, with a sale of 8.5 billion US dollars, up from 5.1 billion dollars that it did in 2020. So yeah, in uh in one year, it was able to make an extra 3.4 billion dollars just by and all that went to a mall tour in. <laughs> Manchester. <laughs> they just put all of it in Manchester. All of it. Give it $3 billion to Manchester. <laughs> uh, this success is not only due to the colorful and playfulness uh, of Pokemon characters that continue to offer inspiration, but also the diversity of collaborations. Uh, entering the me- the metaverse with uh, Charlie Cohen to design collections with Jeremy Scott and GD- GCDS. Uh, as well as affordable line retailers such as ASOS, I don't know how to say that, ASOS, as well as Levi's, Converse, Adidas. They like picked like three like supposed to be well-known designers. I'm sure they are well-known if you're in that I mean, space. They are in that space, absolutely, yes. I don't I know them. How they, I just love how they really showed off their eliteness in this because they were like Charlie Cohen, Jeremy Scott, and GCDS. I'm like, I don't know who those are. And then they were like, as well as affordable lines. And then, <laughs> yeah, as, and then they mentioned brands as, that as I know. As long as the, and, thing, 
all the things you scrubs know. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I'm an affordable. <laughs> I don't know, Jeremy Scott is so apparently up in the affordable. Like they really call you out there. Like they if really you know, do. If you know the first three, you're like, oh luxury, and then like the, the other three is like, oh, I guess I'm going to Target today. <laughs> To find out more about who Pokemon partners with and what makes a great collaboration, Fashion United, this is the article, spoke to the brand licensing director uh, for EMA, E-M-E-A, which is um, like Europe, uh, Africa, I think. I don't know what the the other E and the other M is. It's pretty much for like uh, the non-US market, but also not Mm. Japanese market. Europe, Europe, Middle Middle East, and Africa. Oh, Middle East. That's what the ME is. Europe, Middle East, Africa. Uh, Matthew Galante. The great thing about Pokemon is that we have a a broad global appeal, so we can partner with a a wide range of brands from high street to designer fashion, mixing affordable products along with aspirational lines with cutting-edge collaborators. There's a lot of buzzwords in that. We are constantly looking for brands that we can connect with our fans of all ages. Pokemon is not just for kids. There is much more uh, to our licensing business. And over the years, we have produced fashion collaborations spanning apparel, footwear, accessories for both adults and kids. Is this like the first time an official Pokemon employee has like said in an, like a press release that Pokemon is not just for kids? I have not heard that. like anywhere else like this is the first time i'm hearing of it and i was i like people on the video saw that i applauded yeah (laughs) i don't don't know that they've officially stated that i think they've called it for everyone before yeah well i I think that they've specifically said not just for kids i think like some of the previous collaborations that we have seen in the last few years like has definitely shown that it's not just for kids like the the some of the shirts that um that I know that you've you've worn, Steve, like the like business attire short shirts, like the oh, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. are <laughs> for children, and so like yeah, the hundred the hundred dollar first... original stitch. They're not selling that to like six year olds. <laughs> <laughs> six year olds don't. They're no, the six year olds want the three hundred dollar Charlie Cohen designer collection. Um, yeah, no, I think, but this is the first time it's very explicitly stated that I've heard. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always a frustrating conversation of like. You know, you as you know, us as adults making a Pokemon podcast, and then you know we have a valid criticism of the games or the series or the franchise, and then somebody's like, "Why do you care so much? It's just a kid's thing." It, it almost reminds me of like the mindset of like my parents being like, "When are you going to stop playing video games? Like, when are you going to grow up and like leave that child?" Like, it, it's almost yeah. like a, a hyper focus on a single game, and like it's it feels yeah. like that's what they're doing with Pokemon. It's like, when are you going to grow up and stop playing? It's like, when are you going to grow up and stop watching watching sports, sports or anime? I or- always say that to people. I'm like, you know, when are you going to stop watching football? Because kids play football. Yeah, yeah. It's just a weird. So and, and, when are you gonna get past that kid game? And you just don't get that with other Nintendo branded. Like you don't get that with Mario or Zelda. Like I've never heard somebody be like Zelda's a kids game. But it, it, it's it's. I mean, I I have, but it's, I'm also older. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> like Nintendo is really good, and but I would also I would, like. I would also. I think it also speaks to the fact that Pokemon is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly recognizable. Yeah. More like more than like people know of Mario, but they're not like like there aren't a ton of Mario action figures 
or card games in the toy section at a Target. Sometimes there is, but for the but most they, part, like no. there's not as many things. Like it's 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 part of their success that they are very well branded, and and part of that is adults like, oh, I saw that as a kid, and so they just connect those two, and it's a lot of lazy thinking. Yeah. Yeah, but what I, I was going to say is like, like I Nintendo has been very good. A lot of game companies have been very good at making their games appeal to all ages. And mm-hmm. if you look at like very successful games like Fortnite or Minecraft, like I felt like those games, and I don't have the, st- I'm I'm sure I'm sure those companies know. I felt like those games first appealed to people my age. And then it dripped down into kids. And I've, and at least from what I've heard of teachers, because I've talked to a bunch of teachers that have come through my stream or like in person, mm-hmm. they're like, yep, kids just like, it, it, it would be shocking if I didn't see like seven kids with a Fortnite shirt on. Yeah. yeah. And it's like well, Fortnite to me, I, they didn't like design it for like eight year olds. I'm sure eight year olds love Fortnite. Very like, mm-hmm. and that's cool. They were successful because they made a game that just happened to appeal to everyone. And mm. there are plenty of adults. There are plenty of teenagers. There are plenty of kids. I am sure grandpa and grandma somewhere are playing Fortnite and watching, you know, uh, Travis Scott perform in Fortnite with his concert. Like, I'm sure that is happening somewhere out there. Well, I mean, also, like, another another parallel to draw here is, like, <laughs> Marvel, like yeah and things like like i know that people for a long time and again this is not true um that oh comic books are for kids and like right. blah, blah 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 and like that's not true um and now you can see that very clearly in that the marvel movies are this huge industry and you see people constantly dressing up as them for you know cosplay or halloween or it's it's so commonplace to see someone wearing a shirt that has some type of tie to marvel Versus if I were to wear like a Pokemon shirt or something like that, it's I, I could get those comments of like, wow, you still play Pokemon. And I'm like, why is that? Why is that yeah. different? Like, why is yeah. this the different thing? And I, I don't understand it either. Uh, did I ever tell you that people at work tried to tried and very unsuccessfully try? They did not succeed at shaming me about Pokemon. They tried for like two minutes and I read them the riot act. I'm like, yeah, no, we're not we're not playing this game. Yeah. It says here in the article, we strive to we tried to create exceptional collaborations with must have appeal. A truly impactful collaboration stands out for being innovative, original and creative while also sticking out in the minds of our fans. A good collaboration needs to be authentic to Pokemon's values and truly understand our amazing audience. We are very protective of our brand and we do everything possible to ensure that our products connect and resonate with our fans. That can be seen through our consistent and strong retail sales across various partnerships. Uh, Our brand ethos is to surprise and delight our fans with collaborations. Just look at Longchamp and Clark's, for example. These are brands you wouldn't immediately associate with Pokemon. That's true. That's very, those those are very, those are two very good examples. Our Longchamp and Pokemon collaboration was a huge success in 2020 as it uh, playfully brought two iconic brands together, blending French elegance with Japanese kawaii. The fa- uh, did I say that right? Yeah. Uh, the fashion yeah. accessory collection saw Pikachu adorning 27 products from luggage to tote bags to phone cases, scarves, and key rings. 
We also dressed up Pikachu in a jockey helmet to pay homage to Longchamp's logo. It was also fun to promote this collection as 250 Longchamp stores worldwide held Pokemon branding and held pop-up events. Uh, the highlight was our in their special in-game Pokemon Go event during Passion Paris Fashion Week. Uh, the activity achieved global press and social media coverage and was hugely successful in terms of turnover and media value. So I, th- I think this is my favorite, like, two paragraphs of the entire article, because we literally sat here on a 30-minute episode being like, who's buying an $800 purse? Oh, yeah. Like, who, who, who is buying yeah. an $800 Pikachu purse? And it's, it's, it's so great to hear now, you know, two years later, that the Pokemon company talking about this and being like, this specific... Not only was this crazy that like these two br- and they say it here like it was right. unexpected <laughs> for Longchamp and Pokemon to be there, but them to say it was hugely successful. Um, and they and it wasn't you know, I th- I think sometimes you can separate like hey we didn't make a lot of money from this, but hu- they say hugely successful in terms of turnover and media value. They're correct. Like we talked about it, a ton of other people talked about it of like. Hey, Pokemon is partnering with like they're making an eight hundred dollar purse, and it was just wild to think about how much media coverage that got, and then people talking about it, and then it was like I remember seeing one of those purses for the first time in the wild, and I was like, I know how much you spent on that, and that's insane, <laughs> but that's also really cool that you have that like very specific purse from this yep. very specific event. We just launched an exciting collaboration with Clarks, which brings the uh, which brings to life our much loved Pokemon characters Pikachu, Squirtle, Mewtwo, and our famous Pokeball symbol on some super cool footwear. The ten piece collection features classic Clarks kid and legendary Clarks original sneakers and shoes, and include a cute mini me moment. The kids' black suede. Oh, okay, whatever. They're, now they're just advertising the shoes. Yep. We know how many of our fans use fashion and wear Pokemon clothes to express their love of our intellectual property. That makes fashion a shared language, and we choose to work with brands who speak our language. For us, that means brands offer quality, creative, fun, wearability, sustainability, innovation, and boundary-pushing ideals. Having a great collection is not enough. We also find new ways uh, to shout about it, meaning that the standout market supports at retail and beyond is more important is just as important too. We love creating hype and we need our collaborations to tell a story that will speak to our fans and keep them engaged and enthused. Fashionunited.com is have, Team Yell confirmed. Yeah. I am not gonna lie, I want this Clark's boot. The problem is, and I'm I'm looking it up, the problem is that they only have two colors, like two styles in the adult section. Yeah, I know. You, There's a but like they show these what? There's a Clark's at Mall of America. Oh. But they I mean like this Mewtwo one that they show in the in the article looks really cool. Like it's this kind of lighter pink color, like it's Mewtwo's colors. It has Mewtwo on the back and then it's got a Pokeball on the bottom. This looks really cool, but it's one of the kids' ones. Yeah. <laughs> and so you only have two options. Like they I have like the kids' both of sneakers. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, final paragraph me. here is take the Converse and Pokemon collaboration for our 25th anniversary. The footwear, apparel, and accessory collections sold out online within 48 hours due to the huge demand of our cust- cust- uh, customized print-on-demand shoes. We had to turn off this activity for two weeks. We had to turn off this activities two weeks early as demand exceeded supply. 
while as our long champion Pokemon collection was nominated for best collaboration at a licensing international award. So what I find interesting and what they're not, what they're not really saying is that what's good for their brand is that the adults who played this as a kid are still attached to the brand now that they have money. Yes. So it's a sign of like how the how Disney does generational things. Like every ten years, they'll re-release a bunch of films because they're getting a new generation of kids. What we're seeing here is that the 25th anniversary was a mark they made so much money because they have successfully kept their audience, which is really good for the future length and life of their brand because now they can do adult collaborations, and those are successful. So they've successfully kept an audience now for 25 years, which is how they've become such a national and huge brand presence. And it's like the sort of unstated thing of this article is, yeah, we have done it. We have we have hit the Disney mark of this is now part of everybody's lexicon. And it is now going to be a generational thing. Like we proved now that we passed one generation into the next that this is a generational product. Side note, I wonder if Clark's sponsored this article since they really like spent like two paragraphs talking yeah. about their specific shoes. I'm not going to lie. I want the Pikachu yellow boot. Hardcore. I don't want to spend $180, but I do want it. Yeah, and I think that's a thing that I, I feel like people overlook. Uh, although although our, our podcast talks about like the, the Pokemon news of like, hey, they're collaborating with BBC. Hey, they're collaborating with Oreos. Hey, they're collaborating with Fossil. Um, like we talk about that stuff very casually because like we're, we talk about Pokemon every single week. But like that's really impactful to like keep hitting those, um, keep hitting like an audience that doesn't look at Pokemon on a weekly basis. Like somebody walking into a store being like, Oh, they put Pikachu on Oreos. Let's get the Pikachu Oreos this week because, like, we got they're the same price, but this one has Pikachu on it. Or, or the you know walking into a Levi's and seeing you know a Pikachu jacket and being like, oh, I came here for jeans, but look at this cool Pikachu jacket. Yeah. like they they've done such a good job in the last couple of years of just working with brands, um, and like hitting these huge media things where it's like. We're with we're, we're Levi's, we're with Converse, we're with Oreo, we're with Nabisco, we're with Clark's, we're with Longchamp, we're with uh, BBC. I still think BBC is a very bad name for a billion, billionaire boys club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, adults have money. I was going to, like, the one thing that I would interject here that, like, is on my mind every time they talk, every time you talk about these types of collaborations and partnerships is, like, what, 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 what are you, what would you like? Like, what? would you want that hasn't been done before? That's a good question. It can be added maybe to next question, but it's just like, that's something to me that I'm always like, I I'm like, Oh, this is such a good idea. And this is so cool. But then I'm like, this is, this is probably really specific, but Mm -hmm. uh, Disney partnered with Apple for like those, uh, like two Mickey mouse watch faces that are exclusive Mm -hmm. to the Apple watch. Uh, and I feel like Pokemon is on that level to be like, mm-hmm. here's a oh, yeah. here's a Pikachu exclusive Apple Watch face, and here's a like a Charmander, like it would probably be Charizard, right? <laughs> It'd like be Pikachu and Charizard. It would be Warizard. Let's be real. 
Um, but uh, but like Disney, Disney is on that level, and I'm sure, I am sure there are people that had zero interest in an Apple Watch, and mm-hmm. they were big, big Disney adults, and they pulled the trigger on an Apple Watch because they could have a Mickey Mouse watch face. I am, I'm oh, yeah. sure those people exist. I can oh, see them absolutely. doing it for watch bands as well. Like yeah. if I could have a watch band that had something like something Pokemon related on it, that would be really cute. Right now, I don't have an Apple Watch, but like I could get one. I have one. I know someone that's trying to get rid of one, so I could get it. <laughs> um, I, could get I have access. I have access to one, but I currently am like meh. But like, is- if, it, if I could get like a Vulpix, a little cute little sleepy Vulpix on it or something, I would. I don't be know like if Pokemon done. has done anything with Nike yet. Mm. They did some of the Adidas. Not yet. I don't think Nike. They've done Adidas. I could see Vans. I could see them doing something cool with oh, Vans. Oh, yeah, they have not even yeah. Vans. Because I know Vans does a lot of um, cool collaborations, and I'm still searching forever. They have this one B design that I wanted so bad, and I can't find it anywhere, and I'm still forever. I go into a Vans. <laughs> there was a yeah. Sailor Moon Vans collaboration like two months yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, would, I would buy a Doc Martens Pokemon mm. collab in a minute. I thought <laughs> Doc know, Martens was bad minute. now, though. What I thought they like outsourced like the they they like don't use the same factory anymore and they use cheaper materials. That's just what I read. I wasn't sure. I hadn't heard that. I want beekeeping equipment that is Pokemon. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, that was just an aside. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I would. Shoes don't work. Listeners, listeners, down in the comments, like, subscribe. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Tell us what what you. What what product do you want um, that currently they don't have? And then uh, T- TCPI will look at our comments yeah, and they'll sure, make yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like uh, ideas. You know, ideas uh, Uncle and Niantic or an Uncle and TCPI will get right on it for you. Um, final article here is off BBC. Not to be confused with the Billionaire Boys Club. This is the British. Wait, what does BBC stand for? Broadcasting Corporation. British Broadcasting Corporation. I'm assuming. Do you know what it actually is? <laughs> Greg, we've broken Greg. Is that not what it is? What is it? <laughs> we've broken Greg. Go. I mean, it is the British Broadcasting Corporation, but... <laughs> okay, good. That whole thing leading up to it just killed me. So okay. I just go, 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 go. Uh, Off BBC. Wor- world's largest Pokemon collection could sell for 300,000 pounds... I think that's the L with the line is pounds, right? Yeah. The world's largest collection of Pokemon memorabilia assembled by a super fan of over 25 years is to go under the hammer. Is that an expression? A yeah. Oh, look- like like auction. Oh, like hammer, an auction, auction hammer. I was thinking yeah. of like Tim the Toolman hammer. I was no. thinking like it's going to get like broken and I was, yeah. like, first. And I was like, I mean... <laughs> We tend to call it a gavel here and not a hammer. That's true. So, uh, so there are more than 200,000 items to be auctioned. 20. Oh, sorry. 20,000. Uh, the hall will be sold officially on October 18th. I guess that's the end date. Um, the auction firm believes that it should make up to 300,000 pounds. The collection consists of trading cards, video games, manga, film, posters, toys, action figures, books, toilet paper, items from the UK, US, France, and Japan. After two decades of collect of catching them all, 
The seller said she had decided to sell her haul for financial reasons, although mm. will be keeping a few sentimental items. That the Guinness, is so sad. The Guinness World Record certificate, which has been displayed in Hartford's, muse- uh, Hart- Hartford's Museum as part of an uh, ex- ex- uh, ex- uh, the ex- exhibition. Mm-hmm. Yes, as part of an exhibition of unpopular culture. Yes. I don't know why I struggled with that word so much. Will be kept as an important keepsake. Uh, this is a fantastic once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to own a single largest collection of Pokemon memorabilia that has ever come to the market, and it is currently being stored in a secure lockup. Uh, Pokemon is, has been soaring in value in collection, the collector's market for the past six years. Wealthy young people in their 20s and 30s who got into Pokemon when they were children have been buying, uh, are buying, and prices have spiked. Um, and there's no conclusion to this article because it's not... Uh, October 18th, so we don't actually know how much we this don't know what it's actually going to sell for. There's also not a list of things in here. Like, we don't... Like, they say that it's, like, cards and video games and, mo- like... All I know is, in the picture, there's a Roserade and a Rosalia action figure, and I'm like, I just want... Can I just buy those two pieces? No, single haul. Can I Can I just... Single haul. Know. You know what's funny is like the video game stuff isn't even the the the, the most expensive stuff, no. right? Like you could be like, well, no, Heart Gold not. Soul Silver is like a hundred dollars, and it's like a hundred dollars is nothing if it's supposed to be auctioned at three hundred thousand, right. right? Like the video games because they're they're easily found. I, there's got to be stuff in here. There's got to be cards and plushes yeah. and odd memorabilia that like what were made once and never seen again. Toilet paper, man. Yeah, uh, you know what? She's not selling Ancient Mew because that. That is. Yeah, I mean, it could be that she just has 300 ancient mews. <laughs> she just saw the movie so many times. Yeah, she just really liked it. Um, for non-UK listeners who might be uh, ignorant of how many, how much 300 pounds is, um, not me, I know exactly what it is, but for <laughs> other people. Me, not me, though. Uh, not me. It's you, about 340,000 uh, USD, so... Especially because the pound has been taking a beating. The pound right is the pound has been taking a pounding. If they have unopened booster boxes, that that could really add value there. Like, would an that un- be worth three hundred and forty k? Yeah, no, like if she had like an boxes. unopened first edition fossil set, what is that like eighty thousand dollars right there? Mm-hmm. If it's not first edition, it's probably like twenty thousand dollars. I mean, I say that somebody's probably going to quickly write in the comments. That, Actually, fossil is like, like, yeah. It, I'm, I'm sure it's it's some ridiculous price. Yeah. On the one of the uh, captions, it says highlights of the collection include three German first edition sealed base set packs, a signed Japanese Mew purse plush, and a display stand. Hmm. I don't remember German cards being worth a whole lot, but. Apparently, it's the number one highlight because it's the first thing they name. <laughs> German first edition sealed base set packs. Though, I mean, if they if she has those, then she's got to have other. Yeah, yeah. If packs she has well. like sealed, if she has three sealed base set packs, I'm sure she has other sealed packs mm-hmm. as as well. So it's like cards Man. probably add a lot to this. Um, anything yeah. signed. Like it says, signed I... Japanese mute. Well, who signed it? Was it Masuda that signed it? Like, yeah. <laughs> I wish that I, I had money to just give her because <laughs> this this sucks. Like, imagine being this yeah. passionate about it and being this excited about collecting. Because I, 
because she said that she's selling it for financial reasons, I doubt that she's like, oh, now's the time. Like, I've been keeping all of this because I wanted to make all this profit. And blah, but blah, blah, but like, is now the time? I feel like now is the time, though, right? Not with or, the British pound dumping yeah. down. <laughs> not the time. Maybe the no. time was a year ago. I don't know. It's just... That's. I mean, that's the thing with Pokemon cards too. I like remember when we had like five episodes in a row, like talking about how expensive Pokemon cards have become. Mm -hmm. And I remember just like countless people coming in, being like, "Prices are only going to go up, only going to go up." And it's like, get off Wall Street bets. But they also go down. They're not going to keep going (laughs) up. There's going to be a time where the pandemic is. This is for for audio listeners. Air quote over. Uh, and a lot of people feel like it's over now and like it, it reflects in card prices. Like people aren't buying Pokemon cards anymore. They're using their money to go to bars or to go to restaurants or to go to baseball games or NASCAR events. I don't know why I picked NASCAR, but you know, they're, they're not buying cards as much anymore. They're doing other stuff. And the amount of people who sent their cards off to PSA to get slabbed and now there's just thousands of slabs on ebay that no one wants to buy <laughs> like yeah yeah people have stopped buying pokemon so like is now the right time to sell is she selling because she strongly believes the right time to sell or she just really needs the money uh, i don't know maybe last year was the better time to sell like it's so yeah. hard to say like would you have gotten more money if you sold a year ago would you get more money if you wait five more years like if you need the money you need the money right Yep. I I mean I mean I th- there could be a number of reasons why she's selling yeah. like did you say it's for financial reasons we could be like I just don't want to keep this up anymore and I want to get out while the getting's good. Um but yeah, I mean I hope she's selling it not like if I don't sell it I lose my house. That's that's the way that it's it's I read it. I don't know. That's what I was yeah. like, "Oh, I don't know no. if that's true." <laughs> I, I, I'm imagining is I I, I want to get out while the getting's good, yeah. and I'm just not interested in, in having this massive collection in my house anymore. Man. Believe me, I know this feeling very well. All right, question of the week. Question of question of is the question of the week. Uh this is from oh, our man, YouTube. Man. Uh like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, if you could edit yourself, this is from Lance, by the way. If you could edit yourself into one of the Pokemon movies, which would it be, and what scenes would you choose? I just want to be in the background, laughing at Sir Lawrence turning into Licky Licky. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's that is that is my idea. Be like, you deserved it, dude. You were a jerk. I want to be, um. So, I mean, like my brain went in, I, I now have two, two things. So first of all, I would love to be a, a bug trainer, um, or a Pokemon, uh, professor that spe- specializes in bug type Pokemon and come forward and just talk about the plight of bug type Pokemon slash insects in the real world. But, um, I then thought about how this doesn't have to be, he didn't say animated, so it could be in live action and it could be in, um, Detective Pikachu, and I could be Ryan Reynolds' new wife. So I think oh, that's that's <laughs> what I want. Yeah, I, no, yeah, no, I I will be Ryan Reynolds' new husband. There we go. Got it. Detective we will be Pikachu part of too. Ryan Reynolds' new Reynolds harem. New 
Yeah, we will be there. Family, family together. Family structure. Yeah. However it works, whatever Ryan wants, we're good <laughs> with. We're there. We're we're there to support. We have Pokemon to help battle. I will talk about. Are, I will talk about your Mint Mobile to till the cows come home. Not a sponsor. I, I will talk about your whiskey. Oh the, yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Does, I was like, what is Mint Mobile? <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, Ryan Reynolds does own Mint Mobile. <laughs> I, I mean, I would have to like keep those parts of my life separate, but that's fine. You're good at drawing lines. <laughs> he does own that company. I forgot about that. Um, could I be in the power of us to be just at the beginning to say, don't watch this film? Yeah. Please go do Leave something else. Anything else. Uh, I don't w- watch this one. I would want to be in the Destiny Deoxys movie because they have that automated hot dog machine. Yeah. yeah, and then I could just, just slide it to get a Deoxys hot dog and then get out. Yeah, uh, that also that that is probably one of the coolest cities they've animated in a movie. Like that whole city is very future. Like for as many Pokemon movies as we as we've gotten, that city is like top three, like most futuristic. Yeah, it's a really good city. Um, that city is very cool. So I, I would say Destiny Deoxys. Um, I just want to be in Kiram and the Sarge of Justice because I like that film. That film's good. Yeah, and I just want to be like, Kiram, get back there and do your duty, you chicken. He was trying to do Quit his running. job. Kiram, or Keldeo kept running away. I mean, away. not Kiram, Keldeo. Keldeo, get back there and fight. Yeah. I want I want to be in the Entei movie, and I want to be Entei's best friend. Okay. Uh, okay, well, that's, that's our episode for today. Uh, again, if you're like, why didn't they cover whatever was in the trailer? We recorded this the day before the trailer, because I'm <laughs> leaving on a trip. If you want to know my thoughts, there will probably be a YouTube video up um, that'll that'll you know give my live reaction for that. Uh, we will cover I'll that do stuff. My thoughts on TikTok. We will cover that stuff next week. So or oh, whatever the I won't do it on TikTok. The following week, whatever the next episode is, we will cover it. Uh, I'm sure they'll show Wiglet. I'm sure they'll show a new Pokemon. I'm sure I don't know. They'll show another like regional. Fingers crossed. We're getting the third evolution. Hey, That's please. all I, I need. I need to know before I pick my starter. No, you need to commit. No, no. I want. I want to know I what the evolutions are. This, heartbreak. this is I not how not. friendship works. You pick and you commit to. Th- okay, you can. You box your friends. If my on cat a regular basis, you cannot use that argument when I know you box your starter. Hey, if I get another fighting cat, I'm going to be so mad. So no, mad. I'm, I'm into that. I don't want a fighting cat. Give him legs. Too many. No. Not enough. Legs. I want a cat that Get, stays on all four pods. We have those. They're legs. all bad. We have Octo-cat. Persian. We have Pyroar. We have no. Raikou. They're I want not a great. good one. How dare you attack a good one. carried your team for months. You Where, jerk. We have two different Pyroars. A lady and a man. They're on four legs. The disrespect. Normal fire. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we'll be back next week. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, it is a it is a fresh new month. If you would like to support us as we gear up for Scarlet and Violet, uh, there's you got two options. Uh, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, uh, there is a new subscribe button in Apple Podcasts. If you hit that, you get ad free episodes. You also get access to bonus podcasts. You don't have to do anything. the The Apple Podcast premium feed is actually super well made. It's a hassle on my end to make it work. But Apple does the thing where they make yeah. it as easy as possible for you all, and that that is true. Uh, it's a nightmare for me on the back end because I have to upload uh-huh. some. But for you as the user, 
Apple's very convenient in taking your money and very convenient at giving you the premium stuff without you having to change or do anything. So uh, if you want the premium feed, so no ads, bonus episodes, all that stuff, you can get a free two-week trial through Apple Podcasts where you can test how it works, see how convenient it is. If you like it, um, it's five bucks a month. Or if you do a full year, you save like $15. Uh, so there's that. Uh, other way is through Patreon, which is isc.cash or patreon.com slash it's super patreon.com slash pkmncst. Again, $5 a month. You get the premium feed as well. You get the ad free episodes. You get access to our Slack. Uh, we, I am going to be revamping the Patreon near the end of the month, early month. We have like a new, uh, reward coming for the $25 people. Uh, we have a couple other bonuses coming as, as we gear up for Scarlet and Violet. So, if you're looking for other people to play with, uh, if you're looking for a community, if you are looking for other people to talk to about Scarlet and Violet, our Slack community is really great. Um, and it's always bussing. It's always mm-hmm. super, super busy during uh, game launches. So I mean, um, even before that, we have in one of the channels, we have a walking challenge. Um, in another channel, we're talking about Great British Bake Off. There's a bunch of people Join that us. play Unite together every single night in those channels. Uh, oh, yeah. There's there there was a very dedicated hardcore Animal Crossing group uh, throughout throughout. I think some of them are still active. Yep, I'm in a Minecraft channel. We have a. Server. I didn't even know we had a Minecraft channel. <laughs> we have a Minecraft channel and we have oh, a yeah. server, and have I a have a strip mine going for that server. Um. So yeah, uh, super easy way to support the show. Hey, if you made it to the end, that's also supporting. So thank you for making it to the end uh cody what's your twitter uh i had to look it up as always uh it's just it's literally <laughs> just my name um it's at cody mathis c-o-d-e-y-m-a-t-h-i-s because i dox myself that's fine my full name's out there greg's full name is out there it's, it's a very mostly, jur- it's a very journalism thing it's mostly uh insects lord of the rings memes and pokemon sometimes talking about um phd life that kind of stuff i mean my name was hidden for a long time because of death threats, but since I put out a game under my name, uh, I had to like break that that embargo. So yeah, now you just get threats about your bad Pokemon opinions. Correct, Greg. Where uh, Greg? They can find you at White Wing. Uh, you can find me at Dragging a Lake. Uh, again, thank you for listening to the episode. We will see you all next week. This oh, sorry. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at PKMNCAST. As we gear up, as we get closer to Scarlet and Violet, I will be giving away a the the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Switch OLED. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll say that early. We'll be doing a huge giveaway for that. I don't want to start that giveaway until I get it. I did. I did successfully pre-order it, but I don't. But you know, hey, you know, sometimes GameStop cancels orders on you. So once I uh, once that arrives, I think it comes out November third. Comes out like a little bit before the games come out. Uh, we'll be setting up the the giveaway for that. So, um, the winners of the giveaway of the games. Except- yes, I believe four of the five have gotten back to me. I'm going to give that last person an extra day or two before I let redraw. me know because I want. I mean, because it defaults to me, and, and when somebody drops out, it goes. Straight it, that to defaults me. to yeah. All, Does it? All the because no. I want to be in. <laughs> uh, I need to put my name in. <laughs> we we will see you guys all next week. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super. What do you want? Four paws on the ground. Four what do you want it in the next the game? Four paws on, on the, the ground. ground. Four <laughs> paws on the ground. <laughs>
<laughs> Steve, you looked the the face you made was like uh, when people no, you- were singing the song in at that one um, <laughs> event, and you were just standing in the middle of the crowd with your my favorite soul leaving- my favorite ever created GIF. Hit me up when <laughs> you want to see it. Your soul leaving your body <laughs> <laughs> every day of my life. <laughs> This podcast is made possible because of our patrons. A huge shout out to our producers on Patreon, starting with Stephen, Sean, Matthew, Kay, Jessica, Brian, Stuart, Ryan, Nate, Bovine, Catherine, Casey, Josh, Gray, Carlos. And a huge shout out to our executive producers of Steph, Spencer, Courtney, and Brady you too would like your name read at the end of the episode or you just want to support to get ad-free episodes or bonus episodes you can head over to patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t that is patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t thank you all for your support and we will see you all next week